Hey, Julian. What? You know how you don't know how to read? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have some good news for you, buddy. There is a new audio app called Newsly, and it's on iOS and Android. And what it does is it picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. So for the first time in the history of the internet, the web becomes listenable. Doesn't that make you happy, Julian? Yeah. Yeah. So now you can actually pay attention to what's going on in the world around you. Since you can't read, now you can listen. You can browse articles from topics you choose, and you can start playing, stop scrolling, start listening. That's your New Year's resolution, Julian. Dude, this is going to really change my life. And guess what else? What? They have podcasts as well. No way! Explore trending topics from over 40 countries, including our podcast, Just the Tips with Austin and Julian. It's there too. What? So here's what you got to do. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or the link in the description and use the promo code TIPS. All caps, except the I is the number one. You get a one-month premium subscription. Holy smokes. Yep. Just the tips. Hey, everyone, be quiet. Just the tips is on. Hey, everybody. It's the two guys who always pick the purple stuff over Sunny D, Austin and Julian, and this is Just the Tips with Austin and Julian, the show where we take life pro tips, general advice, life hacks from the internet, mostly Reddit, filter it through our degenerate brains, and regurgitate it into your ears. What's up, Austin? Hey, Julian. What's up, man? It's uh, New Year's Eve today that we're recording. I know, man. 2020, the sequel, is about to come upon us. What kind of New Year's resolutions... Do you have planned? Oh, you know, the usual get in shape, get my discipline of creating better habits into gear. The same ones I always fail at every single year. Yeah, it's nice having resolutions already mapped out from last year because they didn't work. Yes. I'm doing the same thing. But this is a redo of 2020. So, you know, let's hope for a better time. More success. Well, I do want to say something that I have been pretty successful about that I'm pretty happy about is a while back I had a tip about holding onto those silica gel packets whenever you get them out of a bag of jerky or whatever. And I've just been stockpiling them in a drawer. I rinse it off if it's in a bag of jerky. And let's be honest, they're mostly from bags of jerky. Rinse it off, dry it, put it in the thing, in the drawer. And then I've been accumulating them and now I can put it in other things. And it's been very useful. I have these these big glass jars in the kitchen with, you know, they could have beans or it's mostly cat food and coffee beans. Actually, that's all that it is in various different styles. And if I'm not using it for a while, I just pop one of those silica packets in there. And I don't know if it's doing anything, but it feels like it feels pretty good. That's hilarious because the, I've used that exact same tip too. And I think that's from our first episode, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think so. It's It was early on. Either way, I've... Also accumulated a shitload of those. I save every single one that I've used since. And now I just have a big bag of silica gel packs in my junk drawer that I have yet to use a single one for anything. But should anyone ever need one, I got a healthy supply. Yeah, the first step is accumulating them. Yes. And also we're going to start a new segment because after every episode... Brandon inevitably calls me and yells at me because he said that I told a story wrong or I misrepresented him. And there was one a while back about jojoba beads and I had no idea what they were apparently. And I totally described them wrong. 
So we're going to start having a new segment when we give out wrong information called why we are idiots. And then we'll discuss what we were wrong about why we were idiots. And then we will give you possibly correct information. Probably not. Brandon also yelled at me because I got the ingredients of Vegemite wrong when we were talking about Vegemite on a previous episode. And (laughs) he got really angry. And I guess it's a byproduct from making beer. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it has something to do with yeast or something. I don't know. You can ask him. I don't give a fuck about Vegemite. I'm going to leave that to the Australians. I want no part of it. I have no curiosity or interest. Yeah, I don't have much experience with it either, but here I am an idiot giving the, the wrong ingredients to Vegemite. So sorry. As long as you know that you're an idiot. Sorry for any confusion that caused any inconveniences. I'm sure we've made a lot of Australians angry at us. And I apologize to the continent and country of Australia and any other Vegemite fans out there. And most of all, we apologize to Brandon because I guess the last episode I said that he pees twice a day only I thought that I was saying it sarcastically, but apparently not. Brandon pees more than twice a day, sometimes as much as five times a day. And he's on a very normal schedule, although he does have a very large bladder and urethra. <laughs> All right, let's start the show. Oh, man, Brandon's going to hate you. Okay, I guys, just for the record, I, I have not seen his urethra or his bladder, but I've heard him pee for a long time, and it's pretty impressive stuff. You have done that. Okay. Julian, why don't you start us off again today? No, it's your turn, Austin. This is how it goes. I start one week, you start the next week. Okay, well, I have the perfect tip to start us off with what we've been talking about. It's a life pro tip from Beneficial Lion 8788 And it's, when making a visible mistake in front of your peers, always admit fault immediately. Admitting you are a human who isn't perfect will diffuse a lot of backlash and flack you would receive otherwise. It will reflect maturity and will take... I didn't stretch this out enough. No, it just cut out. What What cut out? Anyways, the, I don't know. The guy just stopped writing in the middle of the tip. Anyways, it will reflect maturity. It'll take the pressure off. Let's just say that. And I, I think this is something that I always do, possibly to a fault. Sometimes even if I haven't made a mistake, just to cover my tracks. And it always makes things easier. If you awkwardly are quiet about a mistake you made and everybody's just thinking about it. It makes the room so awkward. Whereas if you just immediately recognize the mistake and make fun of yourself about it, then everyone can have a good laugh at your expense. And then you're all on the same page. And I highly recommend it. You should give it a try. This is true, man. It really shows a level of maturity. And I tend to fall victim to this because a lot of times when I make a mistake, depending on what it is, but if there's like a lot of pressure on me and I make a mistake, I get really angry at myself and that tends to come out in like frustration and I'll yell out like, oh, fuck, or something like that. And I should just accept that I'm human and I'm not perfect and just go like, oh, man, I messed up. And instead of getting all angry about it at myself. Right. And there's a middle ground, like your example or like me overdoing it. You don't want to constantly call yourself out on mistakes even if you don't have mistakes because then that makes it awkward in the other way people like no you're doing fine you're doing fine so you know figure out what works for you sometimes you make fun of yourself sometimes let it ride and and fake it till you make it i guess i don't i don't know there there is a balance the people that are always saying oh i'm sorry like looking down on themselves and like calling out every little thing that they did wrong they get kind of annoying because they just look like 
a really depressed person who has low self-esteem yeah. and they're constantly looking for people to like lift lift up their spirits. So you got to you got to have a f- good balance about it like anything else. Hey, we gave you guys the tools. Now just figure out what works for you. Yep. There you go. Do a little experimentation. One day just admit one or two mistakes. Another day, admit a few more. See which one feels better for you. As you guys know, Julian's a big fan of experimenting, and especially in the bedroom. And it kind of goes for all walks of life or any avenue of life. Just keep experimenting. We're only on this earth once, so you gotta, you know, try out as many different things as you can. Yes. All right. Well, I got a tip for you. And this one is more of a word of caution. It's a you should know from a tactical bagel. And it is for any people out there who use Bing. So maybe one or two of you this will apply to. This is already a shit tip. No, it's not. Nobody uses Bing. I know, but there might be some people out there who do, Austin. You never know. I I didn't think anyone used AOL either. And look at us. We have an AOL email account. So there is some of the population out there using Bing. And it's a you should know Bing's search engine has a very weak content filter. It seems that its safe search function only filters known explicit domains and not the image's content. So it's easy to stumble upon not safe for life content or not safe for work content. You know, if you're searching something that could have a not safe for life or not safe for work double meaning you might get some images that you may not want to see or if you have children and they're using bing you may not want to use it because you're going to get some awful results that could scar your kids on the flip side if you do want to find not safe for life and not safe for work content it seems like bing's lack of filtering might be just the ticket for you wow thanks julian that was really nice Obviously, I'm not going to use Bing, but I have gone on some Reddit threads in the past, and we all know Google obviously tracks everything that you do, and that's kind of scary, and we've just all come to accept it, and I've seen a few things on Reddit where people talk about other browsers that they use, and people have, what's it called, VPN? Is that what it is? VPN? The private... Yeah, that's a VPN. Yeah. Yeah. Did a little research here. Apparently, if you use Firefox and Brave, behind, never mind. I'm not even going to go into it. If you want to have a safe browser, realize that Google's tracking everything. Realize Bing probably sucks, and there are other options out there. But whatever, I don't care. I don't. I've already given up. I've, I've submissed, submitted. Yes. I am You've, not feeling it today. <laughs> I'm so out of it. Oh man, Austin needs a little kick in the pants. I'll I'll say this. I just went to Bing.com and I typed in pussy cats under image search and <laughs> it just showed all I got is pussy cats. So, Oof, so that's a safe one. Okay. There was one image of a pussy cat on a woman's crotch with a head where her vagina would be. Type in bush. Okay. Let's see. Bush. Yep. I got a bunch of bushes and a bunch of George Bushes. Okay. So that that's a safe one. All right. Look at you, Bing. You're, so you're far, doing you're great. Two for two. You're pretty classy. <laughs> you're doing great. Are there any others you want to test out? I typed in cock, and I got almost all. That's pretty on the nose, Julian. 
No, but I almost got all cocks in terms of the rooster. And then I got one guy. This is probably the best image I've ever seen. It's just a guy with ripped abs with his penis hanging out of his whitey tighties. Yeah, don't send me that. Julian has this thing where he loves sending me guys' dicks, and <laughs> it's really annoying. Oh, man. What about type in big cock? <laughs> and then we'll move on. Oh, my. There's another image no, of a guy. No, never mind. Just, let's just move on. There's another image of a guy in lace, tip and- in lace panties. <laughs> it was already a shit tip to begin with, and then Julian just disproved whatever he was trying to prove by Googling things, uh, realizing that Bing is actually <laughs> pretty child and teenage friendly. It was pretty good. I'll give it that. It was better than I expected. Yeah. The tip, however, was worse than I expected. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> it wasn't. That was a good tip. There's some Bing users out there that I probably just saved their children from getting scarred. I have some New Year's resolutions that I want to talk to you about after the show, Julian. Okay. I have a life pro tip from Diet Toilet. That's a great name. This is something I've been doing for years. So, you know, good for me. Always use a waterproof bed cover on your mattress. This guy's bed looks almost brand new and it's 10 years old. It has never had skin cells, drool, or cat pee, all because of his waterproof mattress cover. I started doing this also about 10 years ago when I had a cat named Hercules. And when he would get mad at me when I was gone for too long, he would let me know by pissing on my bed. And that cat pee is pretty intense. And so I just kind of started doing it ever since then. Also, I've been known to be a bit of a night sweater in the summer. So you throw one of these things on and it's not like the plastic, like kids, when we were kids, they had those plastic bed covers that were all crinkly and gross. Now it just kind of feels like material and you can't even really tell it's there and it's going to keep your mattress nice and clean. However, I do think it kind of takes away from the breathability a bit. So it's kind of, it's kind of like a catch 22 because it keeps me from sweating on my mattress, but I think it also makes me sweat a little more because I don't have that breathability, but you know, what's a guy to do? You got to pick your poison. What if you put a layer in between your, waterproof mattress cover and and your sheets like what if you put a bed cover on top of that would that work because then you're just dirtying a a mattress cover that you can replace in a few years versus your mattress yeah that's probably true you mean like if you have like a pillow top cover or something yeah or like one of those foam things that you throw on there julian i think you might be onto something i'm i'm big on comfortable beds i like i like me a nice comfy bed i'm gonna look into that and report back but i feel like that would probably work Okay, then you have your cake and eat it too. Look at you, Julian. You're such a smart boy. Hey, I know. I used to work at a mattress store, so I know a few things. Actually, I have a funny mattress story. There is a guy, there used to be a mattress store, the area that I live in, and it had like a perfect five-star rating on Yelp. And we walked in to get a new mattress, and the guy's like, what's your budget? And we told him, he's like, oh, I'll get you a mattress for nowhere near that price. And he's like, and we have the best mattresses. And you can look up our Yelp reviews. He's like, there is one where a person said we had bed bugs. And he's like, but that was BS. We've never had a bed bug here in our life. And so then we went and we bought a mattress from him. It was an okay mattress. I think they were like produced in like a factory somewhere in LA because the first one we got we weren't completely satisfied with and they sent someone to the house and they took the mattress and gave us a brand new one in like a day. Anyway, 
a few weeks later, or a few months later, we look and we take we're changing the sheets, and there's some black bugs, and we'll, lo and behold, fucking bed bugs in the fucking mattress. So that person that wrote the review was correct in that, and they shortly went out of business after that. So don't buy cheap mattresses from got from stores that offer cheap mattresses because you get what you pay for. Oh God, what a nightmare! Did you have to have your house sprayed because those things will jump onto your couch and other things? No, luckily they were all dead. There weren't any living ones. Yeah, they. I don't know if they got if they were dead before. We never got bit or anything, to my knowledge. That's good. So because those things are hard to fucking kill, man. Just like that Steven Seagal movie from 1993. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Like you can put them in the wash on hot and it won't kill them supposedly. Like they have to be over 130 degrees or something. If you live in Arizona, I guess you can put your mattress out in the sun in the middle of summer and that's supposed to do something. But if you have a king size bed, that's a huge pain in the ass. Before we move on, do you guys have mattress firms out there? Mattress firms? Yeah. They're in Tucson on like every corner. Remember on Broadway and Craycroft, there was a mattress firm on all four corners at one point. Really? Yeah, it was like annoying. Everywhere you look, there's a fucking mattress firm. And I'm wondering who's going there when you can just buy a mattress online and have it shipped to you, you know, like an airtight package. But it seems like they've slowed down a bit. But for a while there, everyone was saying it was like a a money laundering drug front and who knows what else. But they were definitely up to some kind of shysty schemes. I mean, yeah, I don't know anything about that but i do know that the mattress game has changed since the invention of the foam mattresses that you can just buy online because those are the best in my opinion they work so well yeah i have like a 350 dollars foam mattress from amazon it's the first new mattress i've ever had i've never had a mattress that's less than 10 years old and it's 350 dollars for a king size it's pretty damn good i will say yeah. But one day I would like to treat myself to an actual nice, you know, like $2,000 mattress, but I'm just not ready for that. I don't think there's any need to because we had a really expensive mattress and then we replaced it with a foam mattress and the foam mattress is more comfortable than that expensive mattress. Okay. One more question. What? Speaking of things that bother me, there's this lawyer named Rafi and he's on every fucking billboard, every bus stop, every bus everywhere and it's this lawyer who's in he has him in tucson and i know he has him in phoenix it's the same thing it's just he has a beard in phoenix for some reason and he's on every fucking billboard everywhere you look and it's like i can't look anywhere in town without seeing rafi's face but i'm curious if he's made it out to california too if it's like a nationwide thing or if he's just arizona i don't know why i'm asking you because you probably wouldn't even have noticed if he was right across the street from you but I really hate him. I feel like every city has that lawyer, and L.A. has several of them. Like, around us, it's Sweet James. Uh, <laughs> I like him. Sweetjames.com. He's an accident attorney. In L.A., there's a guy, I don't know what his name is, but it just says El Accidente on the side, and it's a Mexican guy with a mustache. I like him, too. Yeah, they're, they're great. Um, but th- I think there's just some attorneys that get really successful and have a huge budget for marketing and they have a a monopoly on the bus wrap and billboard advertisements because they seem to be everywhere. 
I don't know if that's what it is. Well, and by the way, Suzuki is has Phoenix covered everywhere in Phoenix. There's a Suzuki billboard. Suzuki. Yeah, his name like is the motorcycle. Yeah, it's just some Asian guy. Oh, I thought it was. I thought you were literally talking about the company. No, no, they're yeah, they're lawyers now too. Oh, and they make motorcycles. I don't know if it's necessarily that they've reached such a level of success as that it's like a corporation starting with a very heavy front end investment on marketing and they're trying to take advantage of the community that doesn't have as much money and doesn't have connects with actual good lawyers. And so someone's just like, well, I got an accident. I'll call Rafi. I know he, I can trust him. He's everywhere. It doesn't mean that he's probably not even him. He probably just dishes it out to a bunch of lawyers that work for him. And it's just like a different scheme for starting a corporation and just putting a shitload into advertising and preying on the lower class community is, is what I understand. I don't have a connect to a good lawyer either. I don't even know how you find a good lawyer. Like, is there a directory of good lawyers or something? I have no idea. I don't know. Just go on Yelp. I don't know. I just ask Tucson's easier because we know people that are lawyers. Yeah. We can just ask them. I'm sure you can figure it out. I mean, hopefully I don't need one. That's the goal. Yes. But anyway. All right. Uh, I got a tip. This one comes from Burka Burrito. And it's a life pro tip for any of you foreigners traveling to the U.S. If you're traveling to America and you're asked for a zip code when using your credit card, the correct answer is five zeros. Zero, 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 zero. This guy lived in a tourist town in Florida, and he saw a lot of international clients. And it's standard that if you use a debit card, you enter a PIN. But if it's a credit card, you're likely to be asked for a zip code, and zip codes don't exist outside of the U.S. So the five-digit zip code for an international credit card is five zeros. Well, thanks, Julian. That's good to know. It is good to know. I have nothing else to say about that. I wonder what they use for verification in other countries, or maybe they just don't have verification. I don't know. I have no idea. I'll have to ask some of our international listeners. Guy, send me a message on Instagram and explain it to me. What do you guys do in Brazil? Yeah, I want to know. How do you you know that the person using the credit card is actually you? Because anyone can write any signature. I don't think those even count anymore i used to know a guy who just like drew a line or that's just, that's what i started doing i just scribble it because it makes no difference yeah very well thank you julian that was very informative hey don't thank me thank burka burrito all right i got another life pro tip it's brought to us by llama lobster we kind of talked about this last week with people with names that are relevant, like by Felicia, which Julian still doesn't know about. Nope. And me during the Austin Powers era. And it's do not comment on the obvious thing about a person. Same idea. They already fucking know. If someone is extremely tall or extremely short, don't comment on that. And if I need to tell you that, you're probably a very stupid person, but it's something you need to know. If someone has a name that's from a popular song, don't comment on that. If someone is missing a limb, don't comment on that. 
You might think you're being clever, but that person probably hears those comments dozens of times a day. You'll stand out more by refraining from commenting on the same thing that everybody else mindlessly comments about. I think that's obvious with short people because it's just rude to be like, oh, look at you. You're a very short person. You're like a little mini person. I can, you're so cute. I can pat the top of your head, but people feel it's okay with tall people. And I used to work with a dude who was six, five and literally everywhere we would go, every single person would talk about how tall he was. I mean, obviously that's probably fine for a little while, but anybody, nobody wants to talk about the same shit over and over again. So I could just see, I was like, man, that must actually be annoying as nice as it is to be six, five. It's almost not worth it if you're not an athlete to have every single person want to talk about that. I mean, being tall has its advantages in some situations, like going to concerts, things like that, or playing basketball or any number of things. Uh, it also has its disadvantages, though, because flights are going to suck a lot more. What if you're a roller coaster enthusiast and all you want to do is go on roller coasters and you can't fit on those goddamn things? Yep, that's going to be a that's going to be a, a downer as well. There's a lot of cars that will not be comfortable for someone who's exceptionally tall uh, versus someone who's not. For as many advantages as there are, there's a lot of disadvantages as well. Like, remember, did you ever watch the Cribs episode with Shaq? I, yeah, I remember that. It was an entire episode dedicated to Shaq. He had like a 70,000 square foot house in LA. Yeah, it was crazy. Which is insane. I remember he had a 30 foot bed. Wasn't it round? Yeah. It was a 30-foot round bed. That's a good example of when it's great to be a large person, when you have all of the physical advantages to make you one of the most successful players of all time in the NBA because you're so big and athletic. Yeah. I remember he also had a custom Ferrari that they had to special build for him because he couldn't fit in a normal size Ferrari. And so they had to custom make him a larger Ferrari that he could fit in. Yeah. If you're Shaq... Not a, not much of a problem because you can customize everything. Yeah. I'm sure he could have them make a special ride at Disneyland just for him or put like special wagons on Splash Mountain so he can fit in there. Actually, he could probably fit in Splash Mountain. Probably. That's a bad example. I love that guy, though. He's uh, one of my favorite retired athletes. Yeah, he's just a big kid who just he seems like he loves life and uh, he does a lot of commercials <laughs> and you don't even get mad at him. He started a DJ career. He's DJ Diesel. Did he really? You didn't know that? No. Yeah, he's an electronic music DJ called DJ Diesel, and he performs at concert or festivals all over the world. I think he there's a rumor he might be at Coachella this year, and if he is, I'm going to go see him for sure. Huh. Supposedly he wears like a mask on stage, and he's just like obviously giant, and he wears like a scary mask and throws down some pretty hard beats. Oh, really? Some pretty hard beats, huh? Yeah. he, Dude, look him up. I like the sound of that. Look up DJ Diesel. You'll you'll be impressed, I think. Okay. Can't wait. All right. Austin, I'm going to steal your thunder on this next pro tip because I have a parenting tip. And I know that's your expertise, but yeah. I found well, one. I'll, I'll give my two cents. All right. Well, let me know what you think of this. Let you know whether it's right or wrong. All right. Well, this one comes from Skins Crazy 2002, and it's a life pro tip. Take a picture of your kids at the entrance to the amusement park. Anytime you take your kids someplace with large crowds like amusement parks, the beach, ski resorts, etc., always take a picture of them and what they are wearing that day. 
because if they should get lost, it will be much easier to show people a picture than try to describe their outfits. I think that's a good tip. I think it's a great tip, Boston. And I feel like if I had kids, I would probably be misplacing them constantly. They misplace themselves, Austin. You don't have to misplace them. They'll do it for you. Also, maybe put one of those construction jackets on your kid, like those ve- the yellow vests with the with the reflectors on them. That's true, especially like skiing. That would be a really good tip because the brighter the outfit, the easier they are to spot on the mountain. And I don't care what people say. If I have kids, I'm gonna put a leash on them. Like I don't. I know people are against the leash, but you know, I'll get a retractable one. It can go up to twenty feet away and. Problem solved. I never leashed my kid. Um, she was leash free her whole life and uh, never had an issue. Yeah, well, what do you know about anything? I think uh, a well behaved child will uh, stick by your side. But I mean, you never know. I mean, I got lost. I remember my brother when he, we were we were really young. He must have been three or four. Uh, he went missing one day. And my parents couldn't find him anywhere. And we went searching for him up and down the street. And this little munchkin had wandered off to a, there was a retirement home down the street. And he wandered into the retirement home. And that's where we found him. (laughs) He's like, these are my people. (laughs) Yeah. But scared the bejesus out of my parents, for sure. That just gave me an idea I'm sure people do this. Just put one of those air tags in your kid's pocket or sew it into their clothes. Don't sew it in, but throw an air tag in their pocket at the amusement park. You'll look them right up. That's a great idea, Austin. I love it. I spent some time with my nieces and nephews this last weekend on Christmas. First of all, those kids are busier than me. They have so many extracurricular things going on. It's like they have full-time jobs. And that's aside from learning Mandarin in school. They have soccer practice, dance practice, basketball, all kinds of crazy things, gymnastics. But I was outside with, there's three of them and Alex was, he's, he's the oldest. He was playing soccer and Ava, the middle child was doing gymnastics. And Audrey, who's about six, was so adorable. Her favorite thing to do is pick up dog poop. So the other kids were just doing their thing. And she was just quietly walking around with one of those dog poop bags, picking up the entire yard. And she was like so careful and quiet about it. She filled the thing all the way to the fucking brim. Jesus. Like one bag quietly all the way to the brim. And she was like super careful about not touching with her hands. It was very impressive and just the most adorable thing ever. And I was shocked at that. How old is she? was able to hold. She's about six, maybe seven. And she enjoys this. She loves it. Yeah. I don't know why. Like they don't have to tell her. She'll just go out and do it on her own. Yeah. She asks, she's like, mom, can I have a bag? So I go clean up dog poop. She really is into cleanliness. Wow. But yeah, like no one tells her to do it. She just, she's all about it. You got some miracle nieces and nephews, Austin. Yeah. Probably come from great parents. Yeah, definitely. I tried to give my sister parenting advice in the past and she always ignored it. And I told her it would be to her detriment, but it turns out she actually knew more than me surprisingly are they in a special school that teaches them mandarin or is that just like part of the normal curriculum now i'm not sure i think it's pretty common and i think they're still in public school but up in scottsdale you know it's might as well be a private school because there's so much money around there i'm sure it's pretty legit do they learn spanish as well i don't know i know that they have a latin class but i don't know if they learn spanish latin that's a worthless class that's what i said but man 
Why are you going to learn a dead language unless you're going into like chemistry or something? I don't know. I might have made that up. But anyways, my nephew Alex is already smarter than me. It's pretty clear. That's hilarious. He's smarter than you too. <laughs> I'm sure he is. I have no doubt. He's yeah. He like wants to be an engineer, and he's got one of those brains. So that's awesome. All right. Well, I'm glad that your sister is raising such amazing offspring. Yeah. All right. It's your tip. Got another life pro tip for you, Julian. Thank God. We haven't had enough of those. It's from Not My Name, actually. This one, I think, is going to be pretty beneficial for you, Jules. It's the idea of working with your habits, not against them. He's got a long thing here. I'll read some of it. When you're trying to be more productive or more efficient, don't plan based on the kind of person you wish you were. Be honest about who you are and try to find ways to reach your goals that go along with what you're already doing. For example, and this one applies to you, this person has a habit of undressing in their bathroom when they take a shower. They just leave their clothes on the floor. And so, long story short, I'm going to save you three paragraphs of reading. They put a hamper in their bathroom. Julian, when you and I were roommates back in the day, you would come home from school and you would immediately derobe in the hallway. You would take your cargo shorts off with your belt and leave them on the ground, take your backpack off. So for someone like you, maybe just put a hamper in every room. And as you take your clothes off while walking, you can just toss them in the hamper. That's great tip. And by every hamper, put like a little wallet holder and a, a key ring. And you'll be good to go, man. Work with your habits. Don't overcomplicate it. That's great tip, Austin. I do have a, ha- a hamper right outside my bedroom door now. That That's where I put all my stuff as I take it off. But a lot of times, like, here's my dilemma. You know, sometimes you'll wear a pair of pants and they won't necessarily get dirty. But I don't know where to put them because I don't want to put them in the dirty laundry pile because that'll make them dirty when they get in touch with other dirty clothes. But I also don't want to put them back in my closet because I've already worn them because I'll probably wear them the next day again or the day after that. So I think you need like a, a space that is in between the laundry basket and the closet for those clothes that you wore, but they aren't dirty yet and they can still get another wear or two out of them before they need to go into the laundry basket. Right. I couldn't agree more. I have the same problem and I'm, I've been working on a system for years and it's hard to, to find. If I've never sat outside and I knew that they're super clean, sometimes I'll put them back in the drawer, but you know, that's not ideal. So usually what I'll do is I'll hang it over the side of the hamper, but even then that's not the best thing. It, it's hard to find. I got some, I went to an estate sale and I got some like little clothing rack thing. It's just a wooden thing with like, it almost looks like a standing towel rack with like four bars on it. And I got that with the idea of, I would put those, those clothes that are in, what's that word? Limbo. Yeah. Those limbo clothes. I would hang them on there so I could wear them a couple more times and get a good wash out of them. But I didn't have a good place to do it. So it's like stuffed in the corner of my bathroom. So it doesn't work. Anyways, I think you're really onto something, Julian, and we need to figure out a system for this. Just maybe a little like one of they have those closets that like for people who don't have closets, they have those racks that you can get and you can just put hangers on them and they kind of stand freely in your room and you can just hang your your semi-used clothes on there for the future. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Or just put a couple hooks on the wall, something because it's hard to it is hard to figure out what to do with those. A lot of times I'll fold them up and put them on top of my dresser, but 
you know, that's not the best either. It's kind of a slippery slope. If you guys have any ideas, email us. Got it. All right. Okay. Uh, this is a life pro tip coming from Loopy Pro. And this is for all you that need to convert miles to kilometers. And I never knew this because I always struggle with that. Like things are written in kilometers. I'm like, well, how far is that? Why don't you just put into Bing? I could do that. But if I don't have Bing on me, I can use the clock method. So to quickly convert between kilometers and miles, use the clock as a reference. For example, 25% is a quarter. A quarter of an hour is 15 minutes. 15 minutes is roughly 25 kilometers. So does that make sense? 30 miles equals 50 kilometers. 45 miles equals 75 kilometers. And 60 miles equals 100 kilometers. Oh, okay. So you're using the percentage of the clock converts equally to kilometers. Yeah. So three quarters of an hour is 45 minutes. So that 45 minutes is 75 kilometers. You got it. The percentage Nailed of the it. clock. I'm paying, see, I'm paying attention. What the clock, what the kilometers are. It's hard to explain, but it works. What if it, Yeah. So test me. Give me another okay. one. Let me try it out. Three miles. <laughs> oh, that's doesn't work everywhere, does it? <laughs> no, that, that it does. Yes, it does. That's five percent. So that's five kilometers. Yeah, that sounds right. It is. All right. Uh, <laughs> Twenty-three kilometers. Wait. I have to go backwards? Yeah, man. 23 kilometers. That's... Well, that's 23 minutes. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so, take, so take 15 minutes and compare it to 30. Wait. That's like over 14 miles, I think. Let me look it up. Okay. Anyways, you get the point. It works for round numbers. Otherwise, you can just Google it. Yeah, but it gives you a reference point. What is it, like 2.2 kilometers per mile? Something like that. But that's an easy way of doing it. You can look up... No, it's it's 1.6 kilometers per mile. Okay. So for smaller numbers, just use that. I don't know. Let's get, all the, let's get off this imperial bullshit and go to the metric system like the rest of the world. It's so much easier. I know, but we're in so deep, man. It's going to be tough. Uh, we all just got to start doing it, though. I know. This, this, this imperial system is, is stupid, complicated. The metric system is so simple. I know, but it's like confusing to us because we rarely use it unless you're a scientist of some sort. Yeah. I mean, I use it in cooking a lot, and that works really well. Because hmm. like, you use a lot of grams and and kilograms, things like that. Yeah, when I was younger and I did drugs, I, I was pretty good with grams and ounces, you know. Yeah, but ounces is the imperial system. Oh, that's right. Shit. Is it? So it's, yeah, with metric, it's a straight conversion. 1,000 grams is a ki- kilogram. Oh, that's right. I never did that many drugs or sold drugs, so never got yeah. that high. Well, you know what I mean? I got that high. And a, 
and a milligram is a tenth of a gram. And a microgram is a tenth of a milligram. I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Do you remember when we were on Aaron Goldman's parents' house on that balcony and you guys were smoking weed? I don't think I smoked yet. and I wasn't. Maybe I was. Anyways, you were just going nuts. You were just puffing away. And you wanted more. You were insatiable. And you're like, I want to smoke some more. And Ricky's like, dude, you've smoked enough. You can't get any higher. And you're like, I'm higher. <laughs> and then we all started laughing. I don't, that always stuck with me. We were like 16. I don't remember that. They called me Puff the Magic Dragon back then. Okay. But I, I don't remember that at no. all. Well, I guess that's not surprising. <laughs> I, I, you've never told me that story. You were a free spirit. I was. Still am. <clears throat> All right, I have one tip left. Okay, I have one tip left. We're on. We're in sync. Perfect. It's a life pro tip from I love everything underscore not. You should try most things twice, not once. Food is a great example. The first time you try a dish, it may have not been prepared well, or a different person or restaurant may cook that same dish not to your liking. Or to your liking. It's also possible your tastes change later in life. I think they do this for, you know, how people are like certified Yelpers or whatever. They're like in some special club of pretentious assholes. I think they have to try a restaurant twice. And I think that's good before writing a review or deciding that you don't like a place. Because not all places, unfortunately, are fully consistent. So you should give a place a try twice. It may not even be the same plate. But go back, give it another shot, unless you can just tell that it's obviously garbage. I know my tastes have changed a lot over the years, thanks to Julian. I didn't try sushi till I was 27, but you were relentless and you never gave up on me. And some things are an acquired taste. Like, I remember we started liking IPAs only because we went to that place. Remember that place called Blue Palms or something like that in LA? Oh, yeah. And they had this beer special happy hour. And you could get any beer for like $3. And so we would just get the highest alcohol content one. And at first we hated them, but we would get so drunk. And then eventually we developed a taste for them. And we started liking all these bitter, weird beers. Yeah, same with black coffee or... I still go to that. Julian's ass. What's that? I still go... I, <laughs> I still go to that Blue Palms place once in a while whenever I'm in Hollywood, like before a concert or something. It's a great spot. Their food's awesome. Do you remember what our first beer was that we drank there? Was it Old Rasputin? Yeah. Oh, I don't know why I remember that. It was an Imperial Stout. It wasn't an IPA. That's true. And I remember we drank five of them each our first night that we moved to LA. And we had no idea how hard that was going to hit us. But it hit us hard. And on the way home, I remember you and I decided we were going to get into a, a foot race. And we were running down Bronson Avenue. And my face went faster than my feet. And I just face planted on the pavement and didn't catch myself at all. And I just remember yelling, that's going to hurt in the morning. And you're just like dying laughing. And then I woke up and I was in so much pain because I was just had so much road rash on me. I remember it a little differently. I remember walking home and you being impatient and being like, I'm tired of walking. I want to be home already. And you're like, I'm just going to run. And then you just took off running and then made it like maybe 50 feet and then just face planted maybe i don't uh, you maybe have a clearer memory than i do but i didn't i generally don't mind walking so i don't see myself saying that yeah i don't know it seems unusual i've seen you take a lot of spills 
I remember seeing you go over your handlebars on your bike on the way to school. Yeah, that sucked. I remember seeing you go, go on that underpass on the, the bike path here in Tucson on your skateboard. <laughs> and then you started going a little too fast. And I was like, Julian, don't jump off. Don't jump off. Don't. And then you just jumped off and then just took two steps. And then I think you might have broke your wrist or something. I did break my wrist. That was hilarious. I was going a little too fast. I, we had just got skateboards. It was like my second or third time skateboarding. And I got a little too much speed, and I thought I could outrun the skateboard, but obviously that didn't happen. And so, again, my face went faster than my feet, and I face-planted, landed on my wrist. And then I remember I had to go to work, and I went to work that day, and I had just fallen on it. And I tried to pick up a tray, and it just fell on the ground because my wrist was broken. Uh, our manager at the time, Rock, was like, dude, you need to go to the hospital. Your wrist is busted and so i did and sure enough it was broken and you know it's bad when your manager at a restaurant lets you leave because usually they'll try to keep you through anything my wrist still hurts to this day when i twist it this way i can still feel it right here yeah you got to get those wrist guards kids i also dislocated my shoulder on that same skateboard like six months later and that ended my skateboarding career that's when you retired i remember that you just started walking and i would just happily skate past you on the way to school yeah it was not worth it for me anymore. I'm too uncoordinated to learn how to skateboard. I need something that's more solid than a skateboard. I do want one of those electric skateboards, though, because I have bad knees, and so skateboarding kind of hurts. Obviously, I have a bad Achilles now, but those things you can just stand on and cruise, and they seem pretty satisfying and pretty easy to ride. It looks like fun, but man, it scares the hell out of me because you can go really fast on those. And I just know like if that thing hits a crack and send like slows down too quickly, you're flying off of it. Yeah. I don't think skateboarding is in the cards for you. You've, you found skiing. You love it. You're one of the best skiers on the mountain. Just stick with it. (laughs) One of the five best. Sorry. I don't know about that. No. (laughs) The other thing that looks like a lot of fun is that one wheeled thing. You've seen those, right? It's like a skateboard with a big wheel in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. That looks like a blast. I have no interest in that. Although I guess you can go over bigger bumps in that, but it seems harder to do. And I don't know. It looks awesome. I just want some sort of electrical thing. My my wife, I got her a, a, a e-bike for her birthday and that thing is fucking awesome. I'm pretty jealous of it and I'm kind of want one myself, but they're so goddamn expensive. Dude, It's it makes riding such a pleasurable experience because any hill no longer matters because you just kick that battery into gear and it catapults you up the hill you can take hills at like 20 miles an hour yeah that is awesome but also the other part of you is like this is when i'm supposed to be exercising i need to take advantage of these things so i feel i'm afraid of it being a slippery slope but i think that's you could do you can still do both depending on the situation you know I mean, if you put the assist at max, sure, you're not going to get any exercise. But if you keep the assistance low and you go for longer, you still get a good amount of exercise. But you're not riding an e-bike for exercise. You're using it as a commuting tool. So it's for opportunities where like a car isn't ideal or it's nicer to like ride a bike, but you don't necessarily want to get all tired and sweaty doing it and you just want the fun factor of riding a bike, that's what knee bike's for. Or like if you're going to a concert or you're going out drinking or something, 
and you don't want to take a car. I don't know. That's probably bad advice. Can you chain those things up like normal bikes or is everyone going to like steal the motor off and everything? You can chain them up and the batteries lock on the one I have. Some of them have keys. So, you know, there's, they, they do have some security measures built into them. But, uh, I think the more dangerous thing is riding a bike and drinking is very dangerous and I wouldn't condone it. Yeah. And back in the day we would get so drunk and I would skateboard home with my headphones on in LA. Remember that? We'd go to big wings and that was my favorite pastime and I'm lucky nothing ever happened, but I don't know. It wasn't very far. There wasn't a lot of traffic. I was trying to think of the name of big wings the other day because we were talking about playing bingo and I was talking about how we used to go to bikini bingo and I couldn't remember the name of big wings. Surprisingly, I was like, what the hell was the name of that place? We're there all the time. Thank you for reminding me. I'll that place was so fun, man. I love that place. Yeah, it was awesome. And there are a lot of cool places in Hollywood. I miss that living there. There were so many awesome places to explore. Do you remember the place that was like hair themed? Beauty Bar. Beauty Bar. I loved Beauty Bar. Yeah, that place was cool. It sounds stupid based on that description, but it was like a very dark bar. Like the lights were low. They had some neon lights and the seats were those old like beauty chairs with the the things that you put the dome over your head. The beehives. And we, we would get there and have, get a drink and we'd pop that thing down over our head for fun. And it was a great time. Well, speaking of which, it's New Year's Eve, Julian. I know this is when you shine. What's the plan? Uh, we're having a party at my house. It's a potluck. And everyone's just going to bring some food and something to drink. And we're going to play some games, listen to music, and it's going to be a great time. I feel like you couldn't be more excited. This is like all your wildest dreams coming true. This is what you've always wanted. You've never been able to make it happen. This running crew out there has been great for you. You've met a lot of new friends. I feel like you're like the, the dorky girl in one of those 80s movies who they like did a makeover to and took her glasses off. And now she's the hot chick and she's super popular and living at her wildest dreams. That's you right now. I'm loving it, man. Shout out to the Claremont Trotters. Uh, (laughs) They're my, they're my homies. And they're not as tough as they sound guys. They're actually pretty nice guys. I know they sound like, you know, a bunch of tough guys, (laughs) but the Trotters, they're, they're actually, they're pretty welcoming. Just uh, keep on trotting. That's all we, that's our logo. That's our motto. Or motto. Motto. But yeah, no, it's awesome. They're all really cool people. I love them all. And uh, Is there going to be some hot tubbing going on? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it might be a good opportunity to show off that hairless body. It might be. We'll see. We'll see how how the evening goes. It is going to be a chilling. Julian, didn't you have a lot of chest and back and shoulder hair before? No, I've always been like this. I don't grow <laughs> hair. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> well, I haven't done much... For New Year's, I used to love going to Congress, man. Did you ever go to Congress for the the taco drop? Instead of a ball drop, they had like a 10-foot taco on a crane, and they would drop it into a giant paper mache hand, and it was so fun. I think you guys started going there after I went, or after I left, because I never got to do that. We used to always just go to like Danny's or something, or a house party. And that's one thing I've learned. If all else fails, you can always just go to Danny's, and it's going to be a blast. But... This year, I'm going out, and I wish that I had gone for the taco drop, but I didn't get tickets soon enough, sold out, so now i got to figure out something else, because that's like the only show in town. I looked up other stuff, and all everything else is like bullshit. So you don't know where you're going, but you're going somewhere. We're going to go to the Tough Luck Club, which is that place under Riley. It has like that speakeasy feel. Oh, yeah. And they have this 
it's actually a really cool bar. We'll have to go next time you come down. It's it's like underground and it's dark and they, they have like a really good deal where for like eight bucks you can get a Coors Original and a shot of Jameson. And so mm. if you just want to get wrecked, you know, without any windows or daylight, that's a good place. And then maybe go to La Cocina or something. Maybe even Danny's. I don't know. Can't go wrong with Danny's. That sounds like an amazing night, man. I'm a little jealous. I would love to do a Tucson trip and and get to explore all those places with you i know man i wish you were here you're the only person that we can count on to to go out and make us go out because everyone else all of us old guys are losers now and we make plans and then we cancel them and everybody bails and i'm a part of the problem too if you were here you'd make it happen yeah well i gotta plan a trip out there soon i was trying to come out in december didn't happen so maybe january we'll see how it looks hey man bring the trotters We've been talking about it. They do want to do a trip down there. The whole trotting team. You're allowed to bring three trotters, Max. Okay. Maybe four. All right. We'll see. Okay. How many trotters uh, tag along? I got another tip, Austin. Did you know that? And it actually goes right Wait, we're, oh my into God, this conversation. Julian, make it quick. I, we we're, about, we're done here. This is going to be quick, and it's great because this, okay, do it. it ties right into what we're talking about. This is a life pro tip from Chemical Jackrabbit, and it's do not show up to a party 30 minutes early or or greater unless you've checked with the host. This is plain and simple a great tip because obviously a lot of times hosts are like doing a bunch of last-minute things and like scrambling to get everything ready before everyone gets there, and if someone shows up early, it throws the whole thing off, and it makes it way more stressful. Definitely don't do that unless you check with the host first. And maybe if you check with them, they'll need your help and they'll recruit you to do some setup with them or something. But definitely check first. Don't just assume it's okay to show up early because you could throw a wrench in their plans. Yeah, that should be super obvious. But if you don't know, you're stupid again. Unless it's like your best friend and you're going to help them set up or something. Don't show up early at all. If anything, show up late. That's what I do. If Austin's having a party, which never happens, I'm showing up wherever the fuck I want. Yeah, and I'm going to fucking put you to work. That's true. I would help. But I'm a, I, I'm an asset in that situation. Yeah. I'll have very low expectations for your cleaning abilities, but at least you're trying. My setting up. My setting up abilities are great. And, and by setting up, he means he's going to be sitting in a computer chair in the back room making a playlist while everyone else cleans. <laughs> All right. Julian, uh, guys, if you want to email us, just the tips pod at AOL.com. Our Instagram is just the tips podcast. We are working on a website. We got the domain for just the tips. I don't even remember what it is, but we'll, we'll post it when we're ready. It's like dot. It's not, we didn't get the dot com, but it's like dot gov. No, it's the next most popular one. Have a happy new year, everyone. Austin. You Julian, I love you. Near, go fuck yeah. yourself. And I love all our listeners, though. And have yeah. a great New Year's, everyone. Be safe. All right. Bye. Bye. Brandon also yelled at me because I got the ingredients of Vegemite wrong when we were talking about Vegemite. I don't give a fuck about Vegemite. I'm going to leave that to the Australians. Oh, man. Austin needs a little kick in the pants. It might be just the ticket for you. That's pretty on the nose, Julian. You know, like an airtight package, but... It was pretty good. I'll give it that. It was better than I expected. Let me know by pissing on my bed. Sorry for any confusion that caused, any inconveniences. Um, such a pleasurable 
experience, but I do know that the Metris game has changed since Sweet James. Uh, SweetJames.com supposedly wears like a mask, throws down some pretty hard beats. I've also accumulated a shitload of those, but if I don't have Bing on me, tw <laughs> 23 kilometers, and you wanted more, you were insatiable. Uh, we all just gotta start doing it though. No, but I almost got all cocks, and then eventually we develop a taste for them. Five of them each. Our first night that we moved to LA, gonna suck a lot more. That's gonna hurt in the morning, and we had no idea how hard that was gonna hit us. It looks like fun, but man, it scares the hell out of me. And on the way home, I remember you and I decided we were gonna get into a, a foot race. I'll, I'll say this, I just went to bing.com and I typed in pussycats under image search, and I highly recommend it. You should give it a try. Okay. Let's see. Bush. I got a healthy supply. I never leashed my kid. Um, she was leash-free her whole life. Her favorite thing to do is pick up dog poop. Suzuki? Pretty jealous of it, and I'm kind of want one myself, but they're so goddamn expensive. Yeah, I don't know. It seems unusual. And you go for longer. You can chain them up, but you don't necessarily want to get all tired and sweaty doing it. And you just want the fun factor. Do a little experimentation. Or see which one feels better for you. If you just want to get wrecked, and I'm a part of the problem too. This is gonna be quick and it's great! Yeah, and I'm gonna fucking put you to work. I'm loving it, man. Shout out to the Claremont Trotters. Uh... I mean, it might be a good opportunity to show off that hairless body. That's... great. Tip.